welcome to the JSM podcast where we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Welcome to episode, I think we're on 57. This week, I'm not alone. I am here with Cassandra and I'm so excited. Um, Y'all get to hear about her all the time, but this week she's actually with me. (laughs) I'm glad to be with you. And and those of you who are missing Ben, don't worry, he'll be back. We just we just booted him out of the room. Actually, we're in a different room than where um, typically do recording. So this is kind of exciting. Um, but um, we are going to actually be starting a new series. Um, it's called Twenty Three Fifty Five: Life Beyond the prayer. So Cassandra's learned real quick, can't move. Mike's pick up every little thing you do. (laughs) You have to sit real still. I will be really still now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so our hearts, let's dive into, you know, well, first let's talk about who you are. Um, you started out as my right hand and like everything that I do. Now you're my boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, yes. (laughs) I, um, I started working with Really Living Today, and then when we started the ministry, I moved over here, and and now I do things on both sides. Yeah. yeah. She manages everything behind the scenes um, in all the ways that people do not realize. Um, she holds the, she holds, she's like the glue. Um, she is. She just gave me a weird face, but she is. Um, but now she's also the executive director and like president of the board over the ministry. Yeah. So that's why I call her boss yeah. now. Cause I'm like, I just answered to her for everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to need a crown or something. You know what? You probably <laughs> burned a few at this point. <laughs> well, let's dive into our, our, um, topic for, today. So this has been something that's um, been on my heart for a while is 2355. And so everybody, you know, I'm sure is wondering what in the world does that mean? So as we all know, there's 24 hours in a day. And, and so the heart behind this is the other 23 hours and 55 minutes that we hold in our day. Cause a lot of times we spend, let's say five minutes or something in prayer. And then we just kind of go about our life, you know, just, and, and not really including God in every other area that we, um, that we live in. And so our heart behind doing this series that we're going to start that Cassandra and I will be journeying through together is beginning to look at the other 23 hours and 55 minutes in the day, like life beyond the prayer. Um, and what does that look like, like tangibly? Because I don't think we hear enough stories about what it's like to really live a genuine life with the Lord and like walking with him day to day in and out throughout the things, the real stuff. Because I think we hear stories of people that I think live on the surface, on the outside with God, but not in their depth. And so that bring, you know, that ties in our study with Psalms of just like, you know, going through the life of David which we're doing um, Tuesday nights on Facebook and like looking at that whole process of, of a life walking with God 
pursuing God in all the things outside of those five minutes of prayer that many of us do, but that God, you know, desires for us to bring him into all aspects of our life and for us to have a real walk with God, not this appearance of a mask that many of us hold. Um, and a lot of times I think we think because we're imperfect, we can't live this full broad life with, with the Lord. So I'm going to give you a second to talk. I could talk the whole time. We know that. <laughs> well, that would be okay. Um, now, I, I think it's very important um, to talk about life beyond the prayer because whether it's it's five minutes or 30 minutes or however many minutes during the day, once we go to God in prayer, there is a lot of other times for us to, to be walking in it, walking in faith. Are we, are we walking in faith? Are we walking with assurance um, of God and who he is? Um, are we picking our burdens back up and walking around with them? Amen. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> I think a lot of people do it too. And, and we don't realize it. You know, we, we pray, Oh Lord, I need, your help with this and then we try to fix it <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think and i don't think in our defense i don't think we slow down enough and are truly taught you know my mind goes to psalm forty six ten, be still and know that i'm god like what that truly means because i don't think we have enough people who live that in a real way in front of us like who have really anxious moments and how do they really overcome it instead of avoiding it? Because I think we see a lot in the church is, I can just say from a counseling perspective that I see a lot of people who are living very unhealthy lives and calling it holiness. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm all about like real Jesus, real life. Like, what does it really mean when you are really anxious? And like, there are real things that are in front of you. And not just throwing a verse over it and avoiding it or disconnecting from it, but truly like standing in the face of it and conquering it. Right. And that's that's the difference. And that's much of my heart behind the work I do every day is like, no, let's talk about a real walk with Jesus, like dealing with, let's say, the root of the anxiety and like working through those things so things don't have power over us and not be afraid to say it. Because I think a lot of people are afraid to be honest about their roots and like things that are really happening because there's a lot of shame that's given in the church when you do that there's tons of shame that we're given of like you can't you you know if you truly have faith you won't have x y and z issues and i'm like we ain't doing anybody any favors by acting like those no. issues aren't there it's like no god and you look at throughout scripture because i mean we look at god in the flesh we look at jesus and so he was like the realness of, of connection between us and the Lord. I think, you know, I look at demonstrated and God sat down and many times with the disciples in different moments and had conversations and lessons and, and teaching and didn't just look at them and brush whatever off that anybody was walking through. Like he was in it. He was displaying he was helping them understand like where their areas of struggle were so then they could live in a space of victory. They could live in a space of walking in like the fullness of everything that God had. And they weren't staying in this like position being bound by these things because that's not God's heart. He doesn't want us 
sitting captivated in captivity, really, like by the things in our lives. He wants us to walk. You know, I always talk about John 10, 10, you know, Jesus came that we may have life and that more abundantly. And like God wants us living in abundance. And I'm not talking about, you know, most people, when they say that they're talking about riches, I'm talking right. about a rich life, a life not bound by anxiety and fear and, um, and sadness. And I'm not talking about seasons of it. I'm talking about something that's gripped your whole entire life. Right. And so we go back to 2355, like, let's really dive into what does it look like? How, Joanna, how did you overcome it? You know, like, how did you make it past all these things? Like, and, and I know you have many real stories along with me um, to share, like, along this journey to really encourage people to, like, we can have a real walk with Jesus. Yes. And you were talking about how sometimes the, the church makes us feel even worse. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think they do it intentionally. No. I, I don't think any church does that intentionally. But when we're not um, addressing our problems mm -hmm. and we're just trying to cover it up, you know, by saying, well, you know, you don't love Jesus enough or you don't have enough faith, that does so much damage. It does. It's it, so shameful. It is. And, and I have walked into um, a church before feeling like I had a neon sign over my head that flashed divorced, mm. you know, just for an example. Um, and it was not anything anybody said to me directly, um, but it was just the, the teachings that were going on. And uh, we just, we really have to be careful because not only with the, the 23 hours and 55 minutes that we're walking around, but we're walking around with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't, um, we don't know the journey that many of them are actually in and we're, we're not careful enough with the things that we say. That's why I, I try to always be very careful not to just give blanket statements or, you know, try to be careful on, you know, who the specific audience is that I'm saying this or, you know, because we have to be careful because there are people around us that are just, you know, sometimes I think about, I know for myself and my journey, I'm just standing on my two feet that day. And like, I actually stood for about five seconds, you know, and then somebody's words come plummeting through and it's just like, I'm back on my face again in discouragement and that we're not careful that like other people are journeying as well. And we don't know their journey. Like we don't know. Some of us are unqualified to speak into what sometimes other people are going through. Absolutely. to fully grasp and understand the complexity. Um, and I don't know for me, like before um, becoming a counselor, like not understanding all of that. And I look at like the journey of really being like immersed in people's lives and moving from a space of being, feeling like you're in captivity of moving towards a space of freedom. And that so many of the words that are spoken over people are so discouraging and set people back more than people realize. Yes. And it's definitely, I know my journey has taught me to be quiet more and listen more instead of speaking because 
I have to be thoroughly connected in somebody's life in order to speak into anything that everybody's walking through. And right now, like I was thinking about Jesus, like in different moments, he always said the perfect thing. And I think part of it is, you know, his connection with Holy Spirit, like God revealing things that were happening in people's lives. But then when he spoke, they found freedom. How many people in scripture found freedom as he opened his mouth? Yes. And we see in Jesus's life, his other 23 hours and 55 minutes, you know, like were lived very different. We see a life that he had time set apart, you know, when he connected with the father, mm-hmm. you know, so you have, so it's like, you look at, you have God comes da- down in the flesh and he's still connecting with the father. You know, he's not even out there just running around like nothing. There's this connection that's constantly happening and you see exemplified in his life, in his rest, in his, you know, the things he receives and his time, you know, he spent more than five minutes in prayer, like things like that. I mean, yeah. there was just this deep connection that he was hearing from the Lord and that he was being led by the Lord, like throughout different interactions. You see God's provision. Um, you see people being set free. I mean, there's so much like when we really like sit down and put our ourselves into that's the example of like what a connected Christian life looks like with the father. Well, it's very different than I think a lot of what the church talks about, a lot of how many of us live. Um, and I think it's a challenge, but in a good way, because we say challenge, I think even in that there's shame. People instantly are like, man, I can hear it. I don't measure up. I'm never going to. So people quit. And I'm like, no, like our heart behind this is like a real walk with the Lord. Like, what does that look like? Like, how do you do it being a parent? How do you do it having a job? How do you do it, you know, in doing life and friends and things like that? Like, what does this really look like? What does this life with the Lord truly look like other than living in a monastery somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) And it it comes back to connection um, because Jesus was so connected with the Father. And he did take time away, you know, to go sit on the mountain and pray. He was connected with him all day long. Mm-hmm. He, di- he didn't just pray, leave the prayers there and then just go about his business. And that's, I think that's what you're wanting us to focus on here as we, as we start this new series. We, we need to be connected in everything we do. We don't need to be busy right. about the Lord's business. We need to be connected in the Lord's business. Yes, that's some truth right there, connected. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true because a lot of us, I mean, even you saying that, think it's just about being busy. Yes. And I don't think we have a lot of good examples of those that be that are being still. Yes. That take really that time. And if they do, it's used in such, um, everything's always used in such a condemning way. And, um, but I'm talking about just like time. Cause I know for me, like when I start spending time with the Lord, um, cause I know like years ago, people would talk about, you know, the three hours of prayer, but it was always used in like, almost like a marathon type way. Like, can you run further? Can you run further? Right. And I know for me, when I start spending time with the Lord, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much time has passed because how my prayer life has shifted because it's like a real time of like connection and soaking and spending time with God, just like I would any friend or like hanging out with somebody. And so it's like the time passes because you're enjoying it and you're being filled. It's not like running a marathon and you're like five more minutes, 
10 more minutes, you know, like things like that. Like I can make it more, you know, right. But that we don't live this disciplined connected life. And I'm going to go back to that disciplined connected life. Like many of us are not disciplined in connection. Mm. We are trained to be disconnected or we are trained to live in insecurity or we are trained in a lot of different ways but not trained in what it's like to be truly connected to somebody. What does it mean to be trained to be disconnected? Ooh, trained to be disconnected? Jeez, let's dive into that for a minute. Um, taught to disregard our needs, our thoughts, our feelings, like never being heard. And so what we end up doing is we end up just like stuffing it or avoiding it. And it comes out sideways in other directions. We struggle with anger. We have these secret addictive issues. We have openly addicted issues. We have, um, we don't know how to like really sit down. Like I'll hear people say, why well, I, I really don't need anybody in my life. Like I'm different. And I'm like, oh really? That's interesting. Cause I think God only made one kind of person that needs to be connected, but that's cool that you, you're the one human on the planet that doesn't need humans. Okay. Okay. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. That's how I hear people say that. Like, well, I'm just different. I really don't need all the feelings or I really don't need anybody in my life or I really, and I'm like, oh, okay. But we're trained to be disconnected Be in the defense of everybody is because when you're in a world where your needs your thoughts and all of your stuff is told to you that it's not important, who are you going to share it with? That's you just true. learn to just shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. So these marriages you see just like two disconnected people and everybody will want to be like, oh, that's a man thing. No, it's both. I can tell you my job. I see just as many women <laughs> as I do men that come into my office and they're like begging for their spouse to connect with them and they're getting nothing. They're like, and in that person's defense, they don't know how to connect. It's a very unfamiliar territory right. to be able to have somebody that wants to hear what they're thinking and feeling and they're not hit with shame or discouragement or anything like that. And so if we can't do that with people, we're going to really have a hard time doing that with the Lord and understand that God cares about all those details in our lives. Like he's all up and in, in all of that cares mm -hmm. about every aspect of that. So I hope that answers your question. It friend. does. It does. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And you, you made another good point there that I would like to emphasize, that connection with others often mirrors our connection with the Lord. Yes. And whether we have good connection or bad connection, mm -hmm. um, because that's how our relationships are modeled. Mm -hmm. And it's how we learn what relationship looks like. And right. a lot of us don't realize we're living in this depraved state that we weren't designed or created to live in. And that it has long-term effects. I mean, we could just go, you know, I could go down the list of health issues. I could go down the list of um, emotional issues and things like it comes out in other ways. Because um, we don't know how to live in healthy connection um, with other people and with the Lord. And so it has a huge ripple effect and it affects everybody around us in our close circles, outside circles and things like that. It has a huge impact in our leadership. I mean, I'm trying to hit everything on the head because I can hear all the excuses. I get to hear all the time <laughs> and people being like, well, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And I'm like, no, you're not. That's not how you were designed nor created to be. Um, we all need connection. That's why we started this whole podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, 
that's the heart of it. That's where it came from. And then we have, so now we can, um, you know, we were talking about disconnection. Now we can talk about insecure connection. Those that are panic, constantly worried, does God forgive me? Does he care? Is he going to be there? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with the people around in their lives, because no needs, you know, were ever met. They were never, or say you have some people that had people that cared and then they've lost so much. And, um, you have people that were constantly being put down and things like that. And so they have this insecure, what we call insecure attachment. There's like this struggle. And so that often plays out in their relationship with the Lord that sometimes they're afraid to find connection with God because everything in their life has taught them that like you connect with people and they betray you or they do things to you or they're unkind and all these things. And so people struggle with feeling secure in their connection with God and they struggle with feeling secure in their connection with other people. And so in a lot of that, a lot of that healing is twofold. It starts in our relationship of learning and being around a loving community that establishes good, healthy connection and security and things like that. And then working through our trust issues, like when it comes to God and finding security and our love for him. And those things get in the way like big time. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can think about people they go to church with and they're just like, ah, they get exhausted by people like, like these. But a lot of times they're really looking for affirmation and connection. And as they start to get some more stability, they become stable. And when you look at them and go, Hey, I mean, some people got to really call them out. Like you're having an insecure attachment. Like you feel unsure about our relationship or things like that. Like I'm here, I care, this kind of person. This is how I am with people. I'm like, this is my time frame in a week. This is all I can give people. Like, so if your expectations outside of that, you're going to be disappointed, but I don't want you to feel unloved, you know? And it's how I approach things. Cause I know some people take things as rejection and they have struggles. And, and so I'm very upfront knowing that there's some people out there that receive things that way of explaining how they could be receiving potentially my communication and things like that. But we go back to our relationship with God. A lot of those people are unsure about their salvation, don't walk confidently in knowing that God loves them. Right. They, you know, they live with a pauper mindset. They live in a depraved mindset. And so that plays out in all of their interactions with people. And sometimes they can be reactive out of that. It can come across angry. So going back full circle, tying this all in. (laughs) So we have, you know, this time it wasn't planned, but it's super important. We talked about different attachment styles and how that affects our relationship with the Lord and with others throughout the day, that it has an impact. And I think some people probably hearing this, they're probably like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's what I do. That's probably (laughs) affecting my relationship with God. And that's probably affecting my relationship with other people. Um, And there's a lot of great books out there. um, If you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, what's she talking about? Attachment theory. Go look it up. There's lots of great books. Learn more about it. Understand yourself better. Um, because the more you do, it's going to have a huge impact on your relationship with the Lord and with other people and living in community and connection, the more you understand. And then you're in a better space of communicating things better, um, with those around us. Um, so my mind instantly went to all the excuses that people give when let's say a person's struggling, I'm just going to throw out insecure attachment. Well, you just don't have enough faith. Right. Well, that's instant discouragement and in connecting with God. 
No matter what I do, it's never going to be enough. And I look at those people, I'm like, no, you have a core wound inside of you that's standing in the way of you being able to feel like you're consistently connecting with the Lord. Or those that say, I don't really need people. They only pray for five minutes and never think about God again. You're used to just trying to live life all by yourself, not needing anybody, not needing connection. And so as we dive into prayer without ceasing, that's going to be a new profound concept. Staying connected with the Lord all the time. (laughs) I'm excited that we're finally starting this series because it was outlined last year. Almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like, I'm staring at it right now. It's been outlined for a long time. Just we've been waiting for the right moment to, to get into it. And so, um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see the, the shift and, and the things that people begin to experience as they go through this. And my prayer is that people find healing and begin to, um, experience more and more of what God has and his desire for us to live in connection and relationship with him and that we can be in a space where we can truly feel that verse of pray without ceasing. Like we're experiencing our connection with God 24 hours a day. Um, that it's not just the five minutes here and there, but that it's all the time. And that we live and sit in the connection that God designed for us to be in. And looking at, you know, what a real life looks like. I mean, hearing pray without ceasing. I mean, a lot of people are like, how do you do that? You know, what does yeah, that look it like? It sounds overwhelming. Yes. Yes. Um, and so we'll get more into that and it'll make more sense to a lot of people. Um, but a lot of it, even with that, is building different types of habits in our thought life. There's a quick little like snippet for people who are like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Um, it's kind of where it starts is shifting our thought life. So, um, so I encourage you all, um, we will have um, stuff posted on social media about it. Um, share, let people know if you find, you know, if you know somebody in your life that could use, um, hearing this, um, feel free to send the, send the podcast to them and let them know. So, well, Cassandra, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited that you're here. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm just I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't have a, a movie reference, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. I think only just ben, ben will be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us this week. Remember that connection makes us stronger. Um, check out the website, joinusnow.com. Check out our Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. I'm like, what else are we on? So I hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next time.